step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hi. It's a payday Friday, so that means it's time for the CMMC Hour. Chuck Gill always brings along some guests. Chuck will join us in the final segment to talk about all the events and things happening over at Central Maine Medical Center. Right now, we're speaking with Peggy McRae and Judy Ripley. Peggy is a registered nurse at Central Maine Heart and Vascular Institute. Judy Ripley is the director of the Medical Imaging and General Education at the Maine College of Health Professions. Let's talk with uh, Peggy to start off. Peggy, with, with the heavy snows, cold weather, it's heart attack stroke season because people don't know sometimes their own limitations on things. That's correct, That's, yes. That's what it seems like anyway. In fact, I, I had someone in yesterday, the first thing I think of is, hey, you know, he was in... Talking about proper form and shoveling and things like that. But let's go over warning signs of a heart attack. You're going out and you've got 36 inches of snow on your deck. All of a sudden, something doesn't seem to feel right. What are some things that, that could alert you to, that maybe it's, it's not just you, you pulled something in your shoulder? Right. So, of course, the classic sign that people think of is that chest pressure, chest pain. That's not always the case. You can ha- actually have pain in your back. And that's a concerning factor because people think they've just hurt their back as opposed to it possibly being a heart attack. They can feel nauseous. They can break out into a sweat. Uh, some of the pain may radiate down an arm or up to their jaw. And those are the things that you know make us concerned because people will think that it's something else. So they don't seek help. And we encourage that they seek help with any of those symptoms. Are there different signs and symptoms for women? There are. So women not many times do not have that classic chest pressure or chest pain. They may, will have more of an indigestion feeling or abdominal pain. So they're always thinking it's something else. Uh, they will have that uh, possibly that aching between their shoulders. Uh, but the bigger thing with women that we see is that they'll have this overwhelming sense of fatigue. So busy women who are doing something every day, you know, they just think they're tired. They go home and rest when, in fact, uh, it can be uh, symptoms of a heart attack. How important is it to call 911 once you realize that, you know, danger, Will Robinson, we've got a problem? Yeah, it is important. 911 is the avenue you need to go. Heart muscle, the minute, you know, those symptoms start, you are losing heart muscle. The longer you take to get to the hospital for care, then the more heart damage you can have. Uh, so we don't want people to drive to the hospital. We don't want them to think about this will go away. We want them to call 911, and the paramedics can begin treatment for those patients, prepare them uh, if they're having a heart attack as they come into the hospital. So we'd much rather have someone come in and us say that they can go home than not to have had a chance to come into the hospital. What are some reasons for delays in seeking treatment? Just it, it, a lack of education or, oh, it, I, I just ate some bad shrimp last night, as you mentioned, the indigestion yes. thing. That, and that's it. They, uh, people do not want to believe they potentially could be having a heart problem. Uh, so it, it, there's a big state of denial, and they will always try to attribute it to something else. I ate something wrong, I just did too much work, you know, especially this time of year when we're talking about shoveling, more people will think it had something to do with that and they've strained a muscle, uh, so they wait. So we just say, come, we'd rather check you out 
and send you home than not have a chance to do so. Do some people really just be like, are they almost like embarrassed? Like, oh, I don't want to, no, there's no, it's, it's too much of an inconvenience. I'm not going to go to the hospital. Does that really keep people from coming in? It does. There's, uh, and you know, and many people don't want to bother with 911. You know, they don't want, and we've heard people say, well, you know, I didn't want all of that attention. Uh, you know, I don't want to have those, you know, that's too much. I don't need to do that. You know, I just don't want to be, you know, I don't want to bother anyone. They really are in a sense of denial that there's maybe something really bad going on and they will think it'll just go away of course because it, it always does right as right. we roll our eyes and sarcastically look at things let's talk a little bit about emergency emergency cardiac angioplasties right so uh, a, a primary course of treatment for us and that is our primary course of treatment for a heart attack is we want to open up that artery in the heart and so what is called PCI uh, and when people come in, we want to be able to get them to the cath lab uh, within 90 minutes of their arrival uh, to the hospital so, that's, so that we can open up that artery uh, to get blood flow back to the area of the heart. Uh, so physicians come in, we have a team, it's done under kind of radiology where you can image the heart uh, arteries. Uh, they put in a catheter, they can open it up with a balloon and then they put in what we call a stent to keep that artery open. Peggy McRae is a registered nurse at Central Maine Heart and Vascular Institute. We'll have more with her. Judy Ripley will be in as well, and Chuck Gill will be in as well. It's the Central Maine Medical Center hour. It's a Friday, 25 degrees, 812, Z1055. The new Z1055. New music. New music. Z. The new Z1055. CMMC hour, Chuck Gill, Judy Ripley. Right now, Peggy McRae continues on. As we're talking about uh, all sorts of different things, it's heavy snow and cold weather. It's heart attack and stroke season. It's sad that we have to call it a season, but, you know, it can be for a lot of folks because sometimes shoveling snow is possibly the first athletic activity or exercising activity they've done in quite a while. Peggy, let's talk about strokes now. We just talked about heart attacks. Um, signs and symptoms of a stroke. And, and it's super important for these because the earlier you catch it, the better it can be to actually prevent it or keep something uh, super, super serious from happening. Correct. So with stroke, we like people to think of FAST. So F-A-S-T. So think of face. So if there you have a facial droop, uh, then whether it's one side of the face, it's the side of your mouth, that's a symptom of a stroke. When we say A, that's for arm. So weakness in your arm, but it can't, not just your arm, but it's just it could be a, your leg. So weakness, arm or leg, that could be a sign of a stroke. S is for slurred speech. If all of a sudden you're having difficulty speaking, you can't get the words out. You know, someone notices your speech is slurred. That is also another sign of stroke. The T, what we try to remember, that's not a symptom, but we want you to recognize the time those symptoms started. That is so key for us when we want to be able to determine treatment. There are some other signs of stroke that people should be aware of. That can be a headache, it can be neck uh, pain, uh, dizziness, lightheadedness are also signs of stroke. What, um, again, importance of calling 911 is going to be huge in that. What's the time frame? Like the earlier it is, things can be reversed if it's a certain time frame or something, That's right? That's correct. So if we can find, uh, have someone in the emergency department uh, and within three hours of their symptom onset, we can give them medication that could reverse that stroke. 
Uh, it's called, it's a blood thinning medication that we can give. So, so important for us is knowing when those symptoms started because that, that the clock starts then. So we have about three hours from that time to be able to give them medication that can reverse the signs of stroke. Uh, there is a window for a certain uh, population that we can go up to four and a half hours now with that medication, but there's some parameters around that. But there's also other treatments that can occur for someone if it's been within eight hours of symptoms, not at our facility, but we have a uh, relationship with Mass General that people can go for some more invasive uh, procedures to be able to reverse the signs of stroke. What, which obviously is going to be a heck of a lot easier than some of the things that happen after a stroke, the rehab, the therapy. It can be so stuff, uh, tough for people. Right. So stroke is the fourth leading cause of death but it is the first leading cause of disability. And that's the problem. When people wait for the, to come in, then the increase in disability, so that which leads into long-term rehab, potentially not being able to go back to work, you know, if you're not able to uh, reverse some of the, the disability that occurs. So time really is important for us to be able to change that course of treatment for someone. Younger stroke patients, a lot of those now? Yeah, so there's, um, there's a particular type of stroke. Uh, it's called a cervical dissection that you actually can see in young adults. Uh, there's some relationship, they think, between possible cervical manipulation and or trauma or the activity that you do. But what it does, it causes then a blockage to go up into your internal artery. So that's a particular uh, type of stroke that we're seeing more and more uh, with the younger population. And what they, many times, the symptoms are kind of a neck ache, headache. Uh, they can have possibly uh, loss of vision or uh, difference in vision in one eye. So that it's important to get a history on those uh, people so that we can determine the right course of treatment. No, when you talk about cervical, that means somebody maybe had a back injury or something like right, that? Right, potentially. Okay. Just wanted to double check. So I was like, champion, why is that? Yeah, so. And uh, was CMMC Telestroke, let's talk about that. So we have a partnership with Mass General uh, that 24-7 we have access to their neurology department to be able to work with them when we have patients present with symptoms of stroke. So we uh, contact them. We have a video camera that comes into uh, the room of the patient so that the neurologist down at Mass General can actually see the patient assess with our emergency department physician what's going on with the patient and make recommendations. That gives us that uh, really nice edge in being able to treat people quickly when they come in with signs of stroke. Peggy McRae is a registered nurse, Central Maine Heart and Vascular Institute. Peggy, thank you so much. Thank you. That's a lot of good information right there, and uh, I hope everybody heeds it. Judy Ripley is going to join us in the next segment. She's the Director of Medical Im Imaging and General Education at the Maine College of Health Professions. And then Chuck Gill will be in in the fourth segment today to wrap up and talk about the events happening at Central Maine Medical Center. It's 823. It's 25 degrees. You are listening to LA's only local radio station, Z1055. Go to our Facebook page. Stay tuned to all the cancellations and all the cancellation news, parking bans, and things of that nature you'll need to do or need to have to weather this storm. Judy Ripley, the talented Ms. Ripley, comes in. She's the director of the Medical Imaging and General Education at Maine College of Health Professions part of the CMMC hour here. Chuck Gill will join us in the next segment. Judy, how are you? Fine. How are you? Good. How was your drive in? Did you did it you bring okay. cross country ski or anything mm -hmm. or snowshoe in no. or did you just drive? I just drove. Okay, just checking. I wasn't sure somebody got created. I'm waiting for the day somebody brings an animal in or something. They're like, hey, came in on horseback. It was no big deal. 
let's talk a little bit about the Maine College of Health Professionals. First thing I want to start off with, you guys are extending the application deadline to February 13th. Let's talk about that and the, and the needs for that. That's right. Um, so there's plenty of time if someone's interested in a career in the health professions, plenty of time to apply, get the application folder done. We'd love to have people come in and talk to them and get them on a path to a career in health care. Now, the Maine College of Health Professionals offers motivated individuals of very exceptional value. Let's talk about some of the things that, that you guys prepare folks for. Uh, let's first start off with the nuclear medicine technology. Sure. We have a, a two-year associate degree nuclear medicine technology program. Uh, it is the only program in the state of Maine or New Hampshire. Uh, nuclear medicine is a specialized branch of medical imaging. A lot of people don't know what it is, but it's a great career field. Um, it's very heavily oriented with uh, the sciences and math, as are most of our programs. Uh, but individuals are educated in becoming nuclear medicine technologists. That's a, well, and it, that must be something a pretty high, high, uh, high in demand industry at this point, because I can't imagine there's a ton of people that just roll off the street like, oh, hey, I'm going to be that. You know? Right, right. Well, you know, we only accept eight students a year, uh, so that's eight students the potential of eight students graduating to um, staff any nuclear medicine department and they're primarily in hospitals but also can be in cardiologists offices um, throughout Maine and New Hampshire. Uh, so it is, it's a good career path definitely. Let's talk about nursing, another good career path. I got a lot of kids that I watched growing up are now in nursing school and that right. doesn't make me feel old at all but there are constantly <laughs> people going to nursing school now. Yeah, nursing is certainly a great career. We have a asso two-year associate degree nursing program. Uh, you don't need any college courses to come in. We'll accept students right out of high school. You can take all the general education courses and the nursing courses right at the Maine College of Health Professions in Lewiston. Uh, it's nursing is everywhere and you know there are a lot of job opportunities when you're done. You can work right afterwards as an associate degree RN. You can go on and continue your education for your BSN, uh, which is very in demand as well. Radiologic technology, is that along the lines of nuclear medicine or is it a little, I assume it's probably yeah. a little different? Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, this is most people think of taking x-rays as in broken bones and chest x-rays and we definitely do that. But we do a whole range of um, radiologic procedures. Um, some of them with the basics, some of them were assisting the radiologists in doing more complicated procedures of the different systems in the body and that kind of thing. The great thing about the radiologic technology program is that you learn everything there is about x-ray. You also learn about all of the special modalities of medical imaging like nuclear medicine, CAT scan, MRI, radiation therapy, mammography. So there are a lot of different opportunities open to you once you graduate. Now, it, this seems to me, and, and I'm just Johnny Average, I, I'm coming from the, the, the uh, viewpoint of Johnny Average student here. It could be really tough. Those are really tough classes, and I feel like you get lost in the shuffle. How's the student-to-instructor ratio if I need extra help, or, or more importantly, I just want to get more out of the learning? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it is a difficult program, but we're there to help students through every process of it. The instructor-to-faculty ratio is about 10 to 1. Uh, some programs, it's, it's less, like nuclear medicine. Mm -hmm. We only accept eight students in, into the program. But it's a very low instructor-to-faculty ratio. Uh, so if you do, do need extra help in your classes, you know who to go to. 
Now, it, it, the clinical experience that you get, is it just in, in labs at the college, mm -hmm. or is it also through medical facilities throughout the state? Ab absolutely. Uh, we really stress that hands-on clinical e experience. So you learn something in the classroom. We have simulation labs for all three of our associate degree programs. So you practice what you're, you're going to do in the simulation lab. It's a very controlled setting. You get to perfect your skills there. And then we also have students go out to the clinical sites. And we have clinical sites from Bangor to Portland um, that our students do their clinical rotations in. Uh, and then they get that hands-on experience with patients, with the healthcare professionals, and it's a great, well-rounded education. Uh, First-time pass rate on, on the licensure and the certifications exam, pretty high for you guys? It is. It is. Um, you know, we really try to uh, focus our energies in preparing individuals who are going to be successful in the field, and that includes passing, passing those national certification examinations. And, of course, the most important thing for folks who are thinking, hey, I want a career change, I want to I want to get my life up and going, how quickly can graduates find employment in their field that they're studying for? Right. You know, we do studies, we do surveys of our graduates after they have graduated, and most of the students find jobs within the field within three months. Um, we actually track it at three months, six months, and 12 months, in the nursing program, it's a 100% placement rate. Radiology, nuclear medicine is probably about a 90% placement rate. Um, so it's a great field to get into, and there are a lot of opportunities open to you, both in employment and further education. We're talking to Judy Ripley. She's the director of the Medical Imaging and General Education at Maine College of Health Professions. For more information or to get an application, and they've extended the application deadline to February 13th, go to mchp.edu. We'll talk with Chuck Gill in the next segment. 8.51 in the morning, getting ready for Snowmageddon Part 12. Chuck Gill's in from Central Maine Medical Center, wrapping up the CMMC hour. You know, and, and, and what a timely timely replay on things, Chuck, as, you know, we listened to the show from a couple weeks ago. There was a storm that had just happened, and there was another one coming in. We got another one coming in today, tomorrow. I hope we don't have to replay this in March, April, May, <laughs> June. <laughs> uh, the reason we replayed the show, because the topics were so timely. This is Heart Month. Right. Uh, so we had stories about... Uh, heart disease, stroke, and, and of course the college, which ends, I believe, tomorrow, the extension. So it's time to replay that. And I'm gonna be talking also about some Heart Month activities and an important new study that just came out about smoking. So should we get into that now? Yeah, that, uh, that was a good one. We were talking off the air about that. Sure. Well, our next, we've had a number of events during Heart Month. The next big event coming up is next Wednesday, February 18th at the Hilton Hotel. It's called the Her, Her Heart Conference to raise awareness about heart disease in women. We'll have educational offerings on cardiovascular disease, women's health, uh, staying motivated, blood pressure and cholesterol screenings. You can go online to cmmc.org events and register online, or you can also call 795-8448 for more information. And uh, it's important for women to know about that. Some of the uh, signs and symptoms of a heart attack are different than women. Women have, are just as uh, open to having heart disease than men. So it's important for everyone to be involved and know the, the risk factors and signs and symptoms of heart disease. What I'd like to also talk about is something we've talked about every two weeks in this show, uh, lung cancer. 
But I'd like to talk about a new study that just was released this week, appeared in the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, and really the long and the short of the story is smoking is even worse than we thought. And however bad you think smoking uh, is for the public, it's even worse. What this new study is, it's a study of a million people for over 10 years. And what it found is, and it concludes is, about at least five more diseases are affected and an additional 60,000 deaths a year to the toll of nearly uh, half a million deaths a year from smoking related to diseases uh, of tobacco use. And what they found is, in addition to the well-known hazards of lung cancer, arterial disease, heart attacks, chronic lung disease, and stroke, smoking was also linked to significantly higher risk of infection, kidney disease, intestinal disease caused by inadequate blood flow, and other heart and lung ailments not previously attributed to tobacco. And what the American Cancer Society is, we have a smoking epidemic in this country, and there's need to evaluate how smoking hurting us in society hurting us as a society, and to support the work people are doing today of people not smoking. Right now across the country, about 42 million Americans smoke. Here in Maine, uh, lung cancer remains the leading cause of death, according to statistics available from 2012. We have about 9,000 new people a year that have cancer, and, and lung cancer leads it with 1,340 people. Uh, each year, so it's even greater than lung can- uh, than breast cancer. So uh, it's a big problem here in Maine. We know it's a big problem in Maine, uh, particularly in the rural areas, people that are, maybe have less, less access to care. So it's important for people to, A, if you're young, never smoke. If you are smoking, use every means possible out there to stop smoking, and we're here to help people to do that. But also, we've been offering free lung screenings for six or seven years now for people that are high risk uh, of getting cancer. So we have a study, and for people that have to, are at least 55 to 74 years of age, they're a current or former smoker, and they've quit in the last 15 years, they may be eligible for a free lung cancer screening test at Central Maine Medical Center. Uh, we've had this program, we've participated in an international study on uh, whether uh, cancer can be detected at an early stage through a lung CAT scans, and the results are positive. You can find problems in an earlier stage through that. So people who are interested in participating in this study should call 795-8354, 795-8354 to see if they're eligible. We also suggest they talk to their primary care physician about the study. Uh, and most of all, A, if you've never smoked or used tobacco products, don't use them. B, if you're smoking now, talk to your doctor, talk to a lot of resources out there. People want to help you quit smoking. It's an addictive disease. You can watch people run out of buildings, reaching for their cigarettes to run to the corners of smoke. Uh, and uh, it's something we have to stop. It's an academic in this country that's hurting Americans. Really is, really is. And you guys see it every day. Chuck Gill came in for the CMMC hour. Close that right out. It's 8.56. Chuck, see you in a couple of weeks. See you in two weeks. Absolutely. Hopefully we have le- we won't have less snow by then. Never mind. We're going to be talking sunny skies in two weeks. We better it better be the flip flop edition. It better be some type of warm weather theme in a couple of weeks, Chuck. That's, I'm putting in a request. I've never done that before. You're listening to the Breakfast Club, Z1055, 857. We're here till 10 a.m. The Breakfast Club. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.